In a world where movies were produced like shit through a goose, this is the story of two movie nerds on a mission they weren't supposed to survive. And their obsession that drove them to the edge of madness. But they managed to escape with the bone-chilling stories of action, adventure, mayhem, and love. Starring Miranda Lady Killer Birdall. And introducing Raymond El Guapo Craig in Cinema Danger Duo, Episode 15, Dr. Duo. Hi, this is the Cinema Danger Duo. I'm Miranda. I'm Raymond. And we're joined today by two guests this time. We've got our forever guest, Mr. Tim Cupsick. Hey there. <laughs> and Sean Engledew, who has been a guest on this before in the past as well. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome back, both of you guys. So... Uh, gonna do it a little bit different today. So since I have not seen the first film, right? Uh, Tim's gonna step in in my place for that one, and then he's got to take off, and then uh, it'll be the three of us remaining for the next two films. So uh, we're doing Don't Breathe, Neon mm-hmm. Demon, and Swiss Army Man. Yes. And as always, spoiler alert. Yes, there That's all spoilers. I'm going to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, brought to you by RallyShopLocal.com. Yes. And we can be found on iTunes as well. And please subscribe. Yes. All right. So I'm going to step away. And Tim. Right. I just realized you're wearing a fantastic Mr. Fox shirt, and I'm wearing a Steve Zissou shirt. Oh, nice. Nice. Wes Anderson day. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have got the memo. <laughs> Because I've got a sweet Steezy suit shirt, too. I got another one, too. <laughs> yeah. I have one that says Team Zisu. But enough about Wes Anderson. <laughs> I heard he's coming out with a new uh, animation. I'm way excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going cool. to have George Clooney in it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I've oh, heard gosh. about that. It's going to be sweet. Yes. All right. Don't Head breathe. Back to don't breathe. Because it's entirely different. <laughs> yes. So, Don't Breathe is about a trio of robbers, young kids that are burglarizing houses together for their different reasons. And they are able to do it so well because one of the boys' fathers, he's a security guard, is that how they're He owns a security company. Yeah, Yeah, they do home security installations. Yeah, Yeah. basically an ADT firm. So they're breaking into all these homes that are through the company and that he's able to get the codes to break in and knows, obviously, of different places that have valuables. So... They, um, so it opens up with them doing this and you learn about the girl. There's one girl, the other two are guys. Um, the reason that she is doing it is for her little sister because she wants to get out of her situation at home, which is extremely dysfunctional. (laughs) Horribly dire. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, the other guy just seems to be more of like just a punk kid. (laughs) Yeah. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, and then the other one is just trying to impress her, pretty much. He pretty wants much, to, yeah. He's doing yeah, it for her. He's doing it for her. He's doing yeah. whatever she needs to, you know, either get out or win, he's win the love. He's doing it for love. Yeah, he's doing it for love. Yes. So. so I would do anything <clears throat> for love. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so they catch wind of this place. Um, that supposedly, well, they don't even know if it's going to have this money, but they hear about this man who has this huge settlement of what? Four million, I believe, yeah. is what it was after his uh, daughter was hit by a car. Right. Yeah. And, and so I don't know why did. they thought it would be in the house, because that's pretty dumb. Like, why would you assume that all that money would be in the house? Well, they said, I think part of it was that he was a shut-in after she died. And mm-hmm. so the whole point was that if he doesn't go outside, he doesn't spend it. So mm-hmm. he probably either has access to it there uh, or something like that. There was a lot of liquid uh, funds that they felt were uh, available because of the security system and mm-hmm. him being a shut-in afterwards. That's gotcha. the idea that I got from it. That's pretty smart thinking, Abe Lincoln, but that's <laughs> some pretty big conclusions. <laughs> it seems to be, as soon as the movie started rolling, that it was accurate, and I was 100% right. <laughs> yes. yes, that is what they went with, obviously. Yeah. So, that's the whole premise. They're going to break into this home and uh, hopefully find this money. Yep. So... They find out that the owner of the home is a blind man. Yep. And they think that this is going to be an extremely easy job because of that. Yeah. All they need to do is just, you know, keep them asleep. They can go in and out and it won't be much of anything at all. So. Right. Who does have a ferocious 
sidekick, though. Oh, yeah. He is a Rottweiler ready to tear the jugular out of anything. Right. A lion, even. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't quit. The old dude got blinded because he's a veteran. Yeah. And, uh, well, I I assume (laughs) some sort of IED or something. Yeah. Jumping to conclusions again. <laughs> it's a jump to conclusions, Matt. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm so, be a millionaire. But yeah, the blind guy is the same actor, Stephen Lang, and he pl- uh, he played like the general in Avatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, and he's good. And they and he's been really talking up his wanting to be Cable in Deadpool too. But really, yeah, he's oh, been wow. like. He, he kind of looks like Cable with his flat top he's gray hair, villain. and then he's just a big dude. So yeah, he's it'd be a cool good villain if he was Cable. But another yeah. aside note for those movie buffs. <laughs> but mm-hmm. so when they're actually in the home, they discover one that they can't find the fil- uh, the uh, the funds. Two right. that the blind man doesn't <laughs> doesn't fall asleep the way that they wanted to with a. Uh, with a gas? With a gas bomb, yeah. basically. It's chloroform just like... Chloroform bomb. Yeah, chloroform bomb. Uh, and so he's up and walking around um, <laughs> where shit hit the fan Yes, so quick. everything falls apart after that. Yep. One of the guys, the punk, uh, brings a gun to, uh, to, the, to the show and is quickly disarmed and killed. And then at that point, it's just them having to... Well, pretend like they're not there because pretend, yeah. they can, for the time being act like it was just him that broke in. Exactly. So they're spending their time not breathing. Exactly. Hence the title. Hence the ah. title, exactly. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and, yeah, so, you, so you're... hiding. Yeah, so they're hiding, trying to evade any sort of noise and right. all wood floors and everything like that. So they are really trying to be sneaky. Right. As much stealth as they can. And as the girl is hiding, she discovers the safe. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the uh, funds are located, so... Yes. At the fall of one, they find the uh, the treasures. <laughs> yeah, a little easily too, I might add, because yeah. he just happens to go in there and happens and just to put in his code. Double check, and... like after he knows that it's likely nobody's gonna find right. it because it's behind a false wall and everything yeah. like that. Like, there's paranoia, but then there's like you know, if you already feel that it's not been messed with, don't mess with it. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe I'm rich or not rich enough to think that I would have to check on my millions from. You know, <laughs> a yeah. settlement. I am yeah. not rich, so therefore I do not have to worry about what is behind <laughs> false wall number one. Right. <laughs> so uh, I I know you weren't a huge fan, right? Nope. I actually thought it was way too predictable, and yeah. it was set up to be a scary movie, and it wasn't. It was just mm-hmm. it was kind of a thriller, and it was yeah, it was kind of a it was it was a thriller, but I it liked was, it. I thought it was pretty intense. I didn't think it was no, it wasn't scary. It was disturbing. Yeah. There are some really disturbing moments in it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to those later. But, uh, but no, I didn't, I didn't, I enjoyed, I guess the sound design and I enjoyed parts of the movie, but I didn't enjoy the story overall because I felt like, you know, as they tried to close as many doors and windows as they could to keep the kids there. Right. Like... It, it was pretty, well it dragged on too long it dragged on way too long yeah, it was and like it was only ending, an hour and a half ending, yeah <laughs> I know, they were dude. trying to make yeah. their time mark yeah the yeah. ending uh, there was like three endings yeah it felt like yeah. it's yeah. like oh okay wow well that was good that's it and then oh what it's going on oh gee oh Jesus <laughs> yeah exactly like, <laughs> they almost could have ended with that scene that they start on which I thought was pretty cool actually mm-hmm. with him dragging her mm-hmm. they could have ended it and had it just been that way but we don't always need happy endings because there's not always yeah, happy and, endings yeah and, and that happy ending was a scarier. little too was a little too cliche very very was, very very yeah. cliche with like you know he's watching the news alive. yeah he's still alive and she's <laughs> You know, running away to California with their daughter or with their sister after the uh, after they get the money. So it's like, wow, everything came together at, at the end, anyways. Right. I may have just lost my friends in this, you know, buddingly, you know, awesome boyfriend potential, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then it's then like then on the newscast where they see still alive, like the reporters all, uh, the he he was severely injured, but he's still alive. Uh, blah blah blah, and he reported that nothing was missing from the home. It's like, oh, when did he report that? While well, he was getting gurneyed out on his little cot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, nothing was taken, but I was beaten to death. <laughs> so obviously, you know, tell the news lady to to let the world know nothing was stolen. Yeah. 
I don't want them to find the body in the basement. (laughs) Okay, so yeah. Let's go back. Let's go way back because there's a lot of weird twists and turns. So we come to find out Mr. Blind Man is very scary. Mm -hmm. There were some moments in this too that I can't stop thinking about that were done very well. Like when um, I thought it was really cool when he does go in the bedroom. And he turns around and the blind man is just like sitting up staring at him. That right. was creepy. Yeah. There, was I mean, creepy. there's moments that are like very yeah. creepy and done really well. Yeah. And the one where the kid is out on the glass, he's been knocked out of the window. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, to shatter. he's just there and shoots him. Yeah. And just his, oh, it's that scary to yeah. me. Like just moments that just stick out like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really well acted. Mm hmm. I really I mean, like that kid. Who? What's his name again? I can't remember. Uh, Danny something. Danny something. It is. Um, had it up here. Daniel Zavato. Yeah. 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 Or, I like him too, yeah. and I like the girl. I really like Jane. Oh, Me. Dylan. Dylan Minnette. Is sorry. I'm sorry. That's. Oh Alex. yes. Yeah. The Daniel was the punk kid. Yeah. Dylan Minnette. Um, he is, um, really good, and he's been in a number of films. Right. Uh, including he was, um, in Goosebumps, Prisoners, uh, Let Me In. And uh, he was in Goosebumps. Yeah. That's funny. And I believe he was in. I thought he was. I he was, He's not Percy Bumps. Jackson, is he? That wasn't him, right? That was somebody else. Um, you know. Nope, I that's not him. Tell you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but this it looks kind of like that kid. This was written and directed by Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake. Right. And this is also produced by Sam Raimi as well. Right. Which, and yeah, good. I, I don't know. I do like his style of things it's just the story i don't know who wrote well he wrote it obviously but he uh, it went on too long and had weird parts to mm-hmm. it but the the moments that he has that are creepy are done really well i think he does stuff creepy stuff well yeah he does, he's a he's a creeper that's yeah. for sure mm-hmm. um but to move it along a little yeah uh, how creepy Stephen lang is is pretty much what we discover uh, as the kids are evading him as quietly as they can by going into the basement, which just, is the worst, which move is the ever. worst move ever. Yeah, you don't like they. I know that they saw that there was a cellar access yeah. on the outside when they first get to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they go down there, <laughs> they find not only like everything to be wrong <laughs> by this man. He's kept a woman that hit and killed his daughter. Yeah, he's in abducted a, her. He's abducted her and kept her in a padded room that's supposed to be soundproof. To try and impregnate her. Yeah. To give... No, he has impregnated her. Oh, he has impregnated her to bear a child Since to replace the one son. that she took. Yes. It's so, so silly. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a weird premise, disgusting in, in so many forms. But yeah. It would have to, been better if they would have stumbled upon him and he was some, like, serial killer type dude instead of... Or he just had fingers story. everywhere? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> with the girl, but it wasn't, you know, that whole story with his oh, daughter. Oh, like he was just ready to kill her and... Yeah, that they accidentally stumbled into a home of a oh, maniac. Yeah. And that's why he's a shut-in. No. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I don't know. know how a blind guy abducts a girl, but... Uh... Well, this guy's strong. Yeah. He's tough. Yeah. But, well, or I, if he, like, realizes which one is the actual one. Like, yeah, exactly. There's, there are a lot of holes, and I see that, you know. <laughs> like, hey, can uh, you tell me where your daughter is? Exactly. I need to abduct her. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. pull any fast ones. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, there's just, there are a lot of holes that I didn't, that I didn't follow along at all with. Mm-hmm. Because there's just, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what the hell? Uh, that, namely... And uh, what happens later, but we'll fill in those blanks. So, right. Um, the kids discover the girl, try to rescue her as yep. well as get out of the house. And, and conveniently, her mouth is taped shut the whole time, so she can't. So she can't explain anything, anything like that. Yeah. So they free her as he's coming down, basically into the basement, right. where uh, what was it? It was just as they have opened the cellar door. He just as it, yep, shoots, he shoots, and it hits the girl. The, yep. The exactly. Girl. It hits the pregnant girl. And so he finds her and then is just absolutely sad. He, he is a, he's a sad he's a puppy. Sad puppy. <laughs> yeah. And then goes after the kids with, you know, as much fury and vengeance as possible. Right. Because we find out that she was pregnant with his child. Exactly. Oh, yeah. she's gone. So then it's just another, yeah, they're in the house forever. Mm-hmm. What seems like forever. And I'm trying to think of how did they get separated Sheesh. where he attacks the guy because at one point you think the kid's dead as well. Because all the lights it was the lights went out in the in the cellar. So oh, that's right. That's and then awesome. he corners him because 
they were in his world then because they couldn't see. Right. So, yeah, so it's all blacked out. So they're bumping into each other and they're, you know, fumbling around where he was able to hear all of their mistakes and all their right. missteps and all their And noise. he was, like, feeling, like, uh, I don't know, like, Joyce on the ceiling as he yeah. went along for he knew where cool. he was in the basement and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was able to run through the basement, basically, mm-hmm. just being able to feel and touch. Yeah. Which was, that was actually well done. Yeah, that was cool. That was, like, he was crazy. super, <laughs> he was super fast down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While they were just bumping into shit and knocking over towers and, mm-hmm. and storage <laughs> shelves. It was pretty funny, but <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. They're like, "Oh, they you're gonna split die!" Split up, and then she went, and, or they she went. She ends up a, upstairs. Yeah, into yeah. a room, and then she went through the ventilation. Oh, that's shaft, right. Yeah. And he went. He got. He, I don't know. Then fell is out that the when window. he lets the dog out? Yeah. yeah. And the dog that's chased her through the ventilation. And then the, the dog happens to jump up there. Yeah, gets up into the ventilation shaft. <laughs> that and was silly. She <laughs> ends up falling like a few stories. Right. And like crushes like herself into this tight little space and the guy gets the keys and he's able to um unlock the door. Right. Right. And then at that point she's trying to escape and the guy is looking for her and then when they're just, I can't, now this is the yeah, connection that, because it went remember. on for so long, it's such a short period of time, I know, you missed the connection, it sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't remember how they get back together, but at one point they have an op, an opportunity to call 911 with the emergency button on the security system, mm-hmm. but decide not to, mm-hmm. stupidly, because of the whole money situation. Yeah, they don't want to be discovered with right. the four million dollars or whatever is left. So they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So then this drags on even longer. Yep. And then he's... <laughs> And then they end up on the main floor again where he's fighting Stephen Lang. And you think he's dead because... You see a scene where he goes You see a scene where he stabs something and it goes into a body. But that's the body of the punk and not him. So he's just broken and beaten, but not to the point where he's dead. Right. Gets up a few minutes later after he's uh, found the girl in the ventilation shaft when she's trying to leave. Pulls her out of it. Pulls her downstairs. And then... uh, Tries to inseminate her with a turkey baster. Wow, that part is. <laughs> See, I, I was just going to do it like a band aid because that's. You heard me right, folks. It's just, it's just bad. It is. <laughs> so horrifying. he basically, like, he's. Since they. Since he blames them for killing the girl that was going to be the mother of his new, right. new baby, new baby mama, he, <laughs> he now has to replace her with said new chick. <laughs> and boy, is he just ready for that situation, yeah, which is uh, bizarre. I understand that, like the point of the, the point of these setups is basically to make him even less likable, and you're supposed to be you're supposed to be going along with the uh, with the burglars as the Good sympathetic guy. characters. Yeah. Right. But like right at the beginning of the movie, you're, you sympathize with him first because right. you don't know all these you know evil skeletons that are in his closet. Right. And as you discover them, they're just making it worse and worse. And I don't know if anybody was believably, like, sympathetic. Right. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't find sympathy with anybody. Right. At, near the end of the movie, I was just like, this is just gross and stupid. Yeah. Especially, it yeah. Gross. Especially with a couple <laughs> of tight shots that they were working with. Those yeah. were disgusting. <laughs> Whoa. So then after Boy Wonder um, wakes up and is able to find a weapon, he goes down to the basement Stop Stephen Lang. Just in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time before she was suspended in the she air. Was basted. Yeah, before she was basted. <laughs> before she was buttered and bread. <laughs> before she was buttered and breaded. That's yes. funny. Uh, but, yep, so then they get out. They get as close to the outside world as anybody has in the movie so far. Right. And then that's when Stephen Lang is able to jump up there right by the front door. And blast Boy Wonder in the back. Right. Somehow he got out of handcuffs. Yeah, or he got out of handcuffs. He found the gun, and then he was able to run it. Like it's a regular feeling Houdini. His, yeah, yeah, he's Houdini. Right, like f- feeling his way back up to the uh, main floor, shoots them before the last lock is opened, and then he runs out of ammo. Is that right? Yes. He runs out of ammo. Yeah. And then she's like, "Ah, ah," and going back between the boy and the door and goes to the door and runs off. Yeah. Yeah. Where she is then found by the dog 
in an alley in what an old scene. car. That scene dog. was pretty that, freaky. Yeah, that, was that dragged on hazard. forever. That dra- yeah. It's like yeah. this dog got in the car still. This dog is something else, by the way. It fell down the ventilation system, and it's still going yeah. just fine. Yeah, it's the energizing <laughs> damn bunny. Yeah. But at that point, like, you know. He finds her, knocks her out, and that's when we see the the title scene of him dragging her back to the house. Exactly. Yep. And then... Um, again. Again. <laughs> yeah. So then she's in the house again. Again. Yep. Again. And then how does she end up getting away? Because I can't remember now. I think she hit the security alarm. Oh, that's oh, right. She like, finally Yeah, does. because she disorients him with all the noise. Yes. And, and then she finally hits the She's able to get button. away. Yeah. With the money. Right. Yep. And then the cops show up. And then so she's up. taking her sister. And so the end is she's with her sister and she sees the news. Yeah. That he's Piece he's that kicked he's down the uh, still alive. Yeah, which then you're like, well, if he could find, <laughs> you know, while blind, a woman that killed his daughter so many years ago and do all this, maybe he could find her in California and the and the and the sister too. So <laughs> you're like, is it the end? We don't know, folks. Tune in next time, and you're just like, God damn it. Ford, don't <laughs> breathe again. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't breathe now. Don't breathe yet. <laughs> Hyperventilating? We don't know. Yeah. It, it definitely was silly the way it dragged on like that. But, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I liked watching it. I had fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, overall, it was just get a couple hours of entertainment or whatever, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather I can't lose... say I hated it or disliked it a great deal, so I'd I think I'd rather lose it. 20 bucks in an hour and a half poker game, but it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> You'd rather have a couple beers and 20 bucks gone in poker than to play or watch Don't Breathe. Yep. Okay, so that's fair. <laughs> I'd probably say the same thing, actually. <laughs> I'd say watch it. I think it was it was just fun. DVR it when it gets to yeah. HBO or something like that. I think, yeah. I don't know if Redbox is good or not, but... No, I, I I don't know. I just didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as the critics did because yeah. I thought it was too predictable. Went on too long, that and did go on as it was marketed, it wasn't at all what it was yeah. for me. So right. Well, I won't. It's one of those I definitely wouldn't see again. Yeah. Yep. I've seen it. So it. that's it. Yeah. And it's done. All right. So. Well, so I will bounce, guys, and you right, guys thanks, enjoy Tim. the next two. Right on. Thanks. See you guys. Yeah. Uh, that. That movie made me wish I was a blind man, but that's all right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so up next, we have Swiss Army Man, and we're going to bring Ray back in since he has seen this one. Yay. And Tim has departed, so not 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 for good. (laughs) Dearly departed. (laughs) Left the house is what I meant to say. We've lost. We've lost him. Swiss Army Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Ray. Yeah. So, <laughs> you are you are me to try to give the... <laughs> so, basically... Uh, it's fairly simple. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could kind of pitch it as uh, a castaway if sure. Will- Wilson was replaced by a dead... <laughs> by a corpse. Uh, right. <laughs> so... So basically, a man stranded on a desert island, uh, or so we think. It's right. it gets a little interesting by the end as to what how much of what took place was in his head or not. But uh, he's basically trying to make his way home, and Seems he's to about to kill himself, yeah. and then a body washes up on shore, <laughs> and uh, he he thinks that this body has revived itself in some way and like he's talking to him and even he says like is this just me hallucinating for starvation i don't know but right you know and so he uh this body (laughs) essentially has different powers i guess you could say like (laughs) there's different things he he can do that sort of allow Uh him to progress and try to get back home (laughs) Right. Um, well, yeah, we're quickly introduced to the main one right away, which yeah. is because it's the corpse, it's got a lot of air in it, and he goes to revive it for some reason. There's a lot of flatulence. Yeah, the first thing that one. happens is some <laughs> gas is passed, and then it doesn't stop. Yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> so. Oh, and of course, that, this is played by Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, and he, he did do an amazing. He job. does fantastic because he slowly like kind of gains more speech back and can do a little bit more as he progresses. Right. And so, uh, but his his uh, character, if you will, is pretty funny. Right. Um, and because he essentially he treats him as though he uh, like. He's someone who has amnesia, but he kind of has to talk to him like a child, which mm-hmm. I think there's some of, I found a lot of those kind of uh, parallels to like, you know, he didn't have a strong father, like the oh, mother, yeah, the mother had died, like yeah. that's kind of revealed at some point and he always had struggled with that. And his father has just been kind of absent. Like he, right. he talks a lot about his relationship. Yeah, he said, he helped his dad set up a, a yearly e-card on his birthday because his dad would never remember to send him a card. Like right. that's how absent he is. So yeah. I think that that's why you see throughout the movie, he, this is like his chance to do the things for this corpse, this mm-hmm. like barely person mm-hmm. uh, that his dad never did. Like he right. tells him about, you know, birds and the bees right, and which how is things work. Actually and just like the most disturbing thing ever, really, to <laughs> me, because it honestly did feel like a grooming movie. Like it did. Because he's a <laughs> child essentially, like you said. That's how he acts anyway. And he's basically trying to get him excited because when he has a boner, which there's a lot of, it's either <laughs> farting, boners, or I'm like, what's the main three things that, and it never stops. Uh, and then he like vomits things oh, out. So like sure. he, you know, he, so he needs yes. water and he can yeah. basically throw up like water and that keeps him alive. So right. he, the idea is that he's, he says like, I'm a multi-purpose. Like a Swiss army. Yeah. So he, whatever he needs, he just conveniently right. is able to do or help him, you know, start a fire right. or whatever through these things. Well, yeah, so right away, we should say, because this plays a big part, his superpower is being able to propel um, <laughs> their bodies through the water like a raft because of the gas. <laughs> yeah, because he's a rock Which, ass. when this, like, the first <laughs> like scene, like, it really was, like, the funniest shit I'd ever seen. And, like, I laughed so hard, like, oh, like getting prepared, like, this is going to be the greatest thing mm-hmm. ever. But when the farts didn't stop, <laughs> well, and, then, and I love flatulent humor, I more than most people, I have to say. I think. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but then when the boner started, and then when it was just really juvenile, as far as just it was sex, 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 and then oh my gosh, you know, his boner is a compass, and then um, <laughs> so we're just gonna show him these pictures of girls to get the boner, but like. Also underlying the whole time when he's talking to him, it was it was like very uncomfortable and yucky to me. Like I just didn't like it. It grossed me. Well, out. and that's where there were a lot of people, I guess, when they first screened it at the mm-hmm. film festival that just walked out right. because of I'd that. I heard that. Now, to me, I mean, yeah, it is off putting at first, but then uh, I don't know. Part of me kind of gets the that they're just being so ridiculous with the and also the whole thing that he he is like a child and that you know fart humor mm-hmm. is uh like the first thing that kids start laughing at and everything mm-hmm. um this is an interesting quote when he uh the director pitched it to the main actor uh Paul Dana mm-hmm. his he said uh he wanted to make a movie where the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I oh heard my. an interview with them, <laughs> and so yeah, he they wanted you know the last because the last yeah the last it, and so I think that's part of it where it's like okay now I'm numb to it it's not funny anymore, and then like at the end it's like used in a touching moment to mean <laughs> mm-hmm. something. So, sure, I know that's what they were trying to do, but it didn't ever <laughs> So whether that, that works for you or not. <laughs> no, uh, for not me, it kind of works. Um, what really worked for me is... Because there's I find that there's a lot of them just making fun of or pointing out things in filmmaking in general. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the convenient montage scene or whatever. You know, he even starts going into music and everything is done a cappella. Right. So they'll be like, bum, 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 I like bum, that. And they're both singing liked, it and then yeah. it becomes a song. I liked all the music. The and, music was uh, amazing. The Jurassic Park theme. Yeah. Well. yeah that, <laughs> was awesome. that was funny. Uh, I like the music. But he starts doing that and he's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm singing so that you don't think about it too much. And I think that they're pointing out that uh, movies do that to the audience where mm-hmm. it's like they just start playing music and going into a montage and it doesn't really mean anything and it right. just progresses the story along and it's mm-hmm. so it's just all these kind of convenient film tropes um, that they're they're just messing with really right yeah um, <laughs> the sci-fi was the worst thing I've ever seen um what, so Army Man? Yes. <laughs> it just was well, so... Like well, how do you feel about it? Uh, I feel like you need to chime in there, I mister. Th- um, it was... A, I don't know. It was weird. And like, you know, like explaining it in the context that Ray just did. Like, yeah, there is some... Where it is so ridiculous that you can find it humorous. Like if you... If, if, if you're like looking at it and... And you're viewing it like, oh, okay, well, they're not trying to be serious, so that is well, kind of there's funny. There's even a but... weekend at Bernie's joke in there. Oh, really? Yeah, I... like he, the the part where he's like going over like this girl he wants to talk to and doesn't have the courage to, and so he's basically, it's almost like he treats him like this is the other half of me, and so I want him to do the things that I'm too scared to do. Mm-hmm. And so they play out a scene on the bus, like, you should just go talk to her. You oh, know, Because yeah. he even dresses as a wig and and oh pretends to be the girl and stuff. But yeah. he walks him down the thing, and he puts uh, sunglasses on him and oh, says, yeah. like, oh, it makes you look cool, like, in Mysterious. Like, really? Yeah. And so... And then he's walking him along the bus, and it's basically that's a total reference to Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Oh, really? Them walking a dead guy right. around, <laughs> sunglasses, <laughs> pretending to be that's, alive. That's so I I don't know. I think that yeah, if you try to take it too seriously, although there are, I think there are some pretty touching moments, and yeah, there's a lot the of thing. stuff about you know where he says like because it starts with the line like everybody poops. You know, mm-hmm. as a joke, but then he gets into well, everybody dies, and that he's afraid of dying, and mm-hmm. you know, like it, everything kind of starts off with ridiculous, like like you're talking to a child, mm-hmm. and that type of humor, and then gets into a more serious subject, and right. So yeah, it is kind of which could be jarring, hard. like mm-hmm. it is totally. Because it's like, you don't know whether you should be taking it seriously or not in some exactly, parts. Exactly, yeah. But, like, well then, the really disturbing part for me was, like, at the end, like, they find themselves in this lady's backyard and there's a little girl, like, playing. Yeah, and, like, and, the, and, like Daniel Radcliffe, so like, bothered. pops a boner when he sees a little girl and the dude has to, like, slap him <laughs> and tell him that's not cool or something. It's like, dude, that's kind of fucked up. It was. The whole thing was fucked up. Oh, my God. Uh, the one scene that I think encapsulated pretty well is that like an hour in, I time marked it because I was just like baffled by this scene. Just was like, oh my god! It's when they're going across that bridge, yeah, and they fall in the water, yeah. and then he like realizes he loves them and, and kiss, kisses yeah. him, and then he's got air, and then he rockets him out, and then right. you know, and then the cork. Well, first the cork all of a sudden shows up and she plays in his butt, his by the way. Because he's sick of his yeah. farting. <laughs> and then... The cork floats to the surface and then they rock it out of the water. rock it out with his ass, his hairy ass crack in your face. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Okay. This is Swiss Army Man. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally can kind of sum it up. But again, like and they're the making music. fun of oh the romantic God. moment where like, they kiss underwater, you yeah. know, like that's yes. such a like overdone yeah. thing yeah. where like, oh, I'm going to rescue you underwater, but let's stop and kiss for a second yeah, before we totally. go for air, you know. Mm-hmm. I totally would have, like it would have been better is. if it wasn't so like, <laughs> if they didn't have to have him be so childlike, it would have, it wouldn't have bothered me and it would have been more because it'd be more like adult humor. Mm. But it was the other underlying stuff that did, I like it seriously felt like 
a grooming mm-hmm. movie, but they were using the disguise of Daniel Radcliffe, who's a grown man. But right. it didn't feel that way. Right. So right. It, was, it was unsettling for me. And I'm just going to feel that way because being a parent, I just, that's kind of how I see things. <laughs> sure. So it's hard to Well, you're probably that. over that type of humor anyway because you're <laughs> like, okay, enough of the fart. No, <laughs> no, because this is what's funny. At one point, I wanted a podcast all about farting and pooping because I probably think it's like, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the funniest thing ever. My conversations usually end with it because I love talking about pooping and farts. So of all people to be <laughs> bothered by this movie, I'm surprised it's me. Right. Because it's not, and it's not the Well, and it's not just it that, like, the they get it into the, masturbation. Yeah, too, it was like, all the underlying stuff. Which actually, sticky. which is actually my, one of my favorite parts is them talking about, because this is a good example of something serious <laughs> that goes back to funny, back to serious. Like, right. he's talks about, like, his mother dying shortly after his, like, his dad scared him about like masturbation, and then the mom makes a joke oh, like, "Oh, well, right. if you do it enough, that. you'll act. You won't die. You'll actually uh, speed up in age, and then you'll be my age, and we'll die. Like we'll be together forever." And that was like right before she died, you know. And so he like makes a joke like, "Oh, so." You masturbate and then think about your mom and it makes you sad. He's like, no, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he obviously right. does have issues with sex and yeah. women in general. Yeah. Because it does make him sad to even think about women. Right. Because of that moment. Like his mom right. died at that age when he was developing as right. a young man. And, and he doesn't he know how to bonkers. even. bonkers. Yeah, exactly. This movie is bonkers. Yeah, (laughs) it is. That's the only way I can describe it. I'd say it's. I'd say it's worth watching, though. Yeah, just to see what is. I think. Yeah, I mean, the and there's hilarious stuff despite just not just like the fart humor. Like there's there's stuff even just uh, Radcliffe's performance and like when he has a big shit eating grin oh, on his yeah. face because it's like his face is stuck. <gasps> That's like, the way it is is with you know? grinning. And so he's like just talking like this and right. you know. Oh the acting is tremendous. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Both, I mean both of them have great They have all kinds of awesome people in there. Even Mary Elizabeth Winstead who's one of my favorite actresses. I could oh, not believe awesome she too. was in this but she's great too. Well and what's funny is like she's billed third on it and she only has five minutes in the right. movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's great for those five minutes. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. great in everything. Yeah. That's for sure. But so yeah the acting is tremendous and the music is great. It's just the story that's mm-hmm. a little wonky yeah. for me. <laughs> so I mean yeah that will kind of <laughs> vary in mileage depending on your how you take yeah. that humor or how serious you take it, I guess. Right. Um, for uh, me, I immediately it, it became obsessed. <laughs> I had to find out who wrote it, and then I had to learn about these men, which yeah. I did, and it explained a lot. And then I had to watch interviews with them, and it explained a lot. Hmm. So. so what what are they like in the interviews? I haven't seen anything with them. Um, <clears throat> well, they're known as the Daniels. Right. They're a duo that have that became popular from doing music videos, which makes a lot of sense because there's a lot of moments where it feels like oh, totally. a music video. And so, um, it almost feels, uh, like a, uh, Spike Jones movie in yeah. that sense, like where the wild things are like right. that kind of, uh, style, like, and he, that director also yeah. has the same kind of bizarre sense of humor and just the look and feel of it. So yeah, right. that makes a lot of sense. I, I really the think they were just trying to make people as uncomfortable as possible. Cause one guy <laughs> is pleased with the fact that people are feeling that way. And, uh, the other I could see them wanting to push buttons. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, they wanted to make a drama. It's funny that they're called farts. the Daniels and the the actors they chose are Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that is crazy. I'm sure that was. Uh, yeah. They got a kick out of that, probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we also end with uh, the dude farting and finally owning it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, uh, it was interesting, that's for sure. Oh, it ends with the corpse rocketing off to freedom. Right. So, I think, and the one thing I'll say about the ending, so it's also oh, kind of up in smiling. the air as to 
you know, because basically <laughs> it's, it makes it seem as though he was maybe just outside her house yeah, the this whole time. time, like a psycho, <laughs> yes, you know, very like out, not like maybe he didn't get the guts to go talk to her. Right. And then he just like passed out and then thought he was <laughs> on a desert island. Just had like and a breakdown. Then, yeah, yeah. And then like found a like really found a dead body and then was just went crazy you know like there's different narratives you could take from it in that sense as far as like the real world versus in his head um and so the ending could be like him imagining the happy ending that everyone wants from the movie and versus like him being carted away as a crazy person right um so yeah (laughs) i don't know what do you think do you think that no, I can see that that's what they're trying to have. They're yeah. trying to make people wonder, like, yeah. that very thing. Yeah, like, when the ambulance came, he probably did go away. Mm-hmm. And that whole, all that ensued after that chasing to go for the little girl, you know, down at the bottom where they find all the stuff. Sure. It's probably in his mind. Or maybe that did happen, and then he got carted away after that. I very seriously doubt that it ended with everybody smiling and being like... <laughs> like Way to go. Yeah. yeah, like the dad just yes. gives him the nod, like... Go Do to go, go to him. Yeah. Like, oh my nod. god. Like, yeah. No, it's pro- <laughs> that. It's way more likely that it was just all in his head. But right. As uh, as Dumbledore says, that doesn't mean it isn't true. It's true. <laughs> you think it's happened? It has. <laughs> uh, Worth the watch. Yeah, I I will give it. Um. I don't know if I'd give it a straight thumbs up. It's yeah, it's worth seeing. I <laughs> I enjoyed just, it. It's, a, yeah. it's definitely worth seeing. Worth seeing if you want to just see something completely bonkers and you think and no way could this be the weirdest movie ever. <laughs> yes. I give it two thumbs way sideways. <laughs> 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 yep. All right. So then we have the neon, neon demon. Yeah. How do you say this director's last name? Uh, do you oh, know? Rin. You had Refn. put me on that Refn spot. Yeah, it's weird. Is it It's spelled R-E-F-N. Yeah. Is it just Ren? Is maybe the I I thought it was just Ren, but Refn. I, I figured the listen. Um, Nicholas. Yeah, so uh, this one uh, kind of deals a lot with how messed up LA is and just fashion and models, actresses, just the, just how shitty people are in that industry in general and just what you have to become to make it in that and how if you do have something everyone wants, then they just, like, no one's really genuine to you. They all just want something from you. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically she's an aspiring model uh, and like most models, the really messed up thing is yeah. that you're young. you're fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. Like that's t- to that's be the body. Like most people, uh, most designers make clothes for sixteen yeah. year olds. They like they don't. If you can't fit into too. that, then you're too old to them. Yeah. Like right. you're nineteen and you're on your way out right. in mm-hmm. their minds. So. There's a really good documentary, actually, and um, this reminded me of it a lot. And I'm sure that he's seen it or used it as research. It's called Girl Model. Hmm. And it's just about that very thing. And you see all these little girls. And they do that walk like they showed in the movie with the bra and underwear. Right. I mean, that happens. That yeah. They do that constantly. And they're looking, especially for, like, in China <clears throat> and stuff where it's huge. They want, like, 11. They want... Like pretty much no well, and there's stuff going on. Countries and cities now that are starting to pass laws because yeah. they're kind of sick of that. And yeah, they're that's like, good. They're trying to make it to where there are like you have to be a certain age, right. and and not just that, but even uh, the body types. Like right. that your magazine can't have these right. super skinny, right? Like look like they're starving models, right? Yeah. Taking away all their femininity, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, that movie, this movie, uh, kind of reminded me a little bit of Starry Eyes. Yeah, it in does. a way because Never like the that. the main character, mm-hmm. she's 
in both movies, like she is like basically giving away who she really That's is true, to like yeah. be part of this right. like industry. And That's it's true. sort of even the kind of because the director said he almost wanted it to go almost sci-fi right. or horror like by the end to where the movie kind of just shifts into. So like right. that movie where it just gets really kind of yeah <laughs> dark it's the same and messed up. Yeah, and that's just... so because they are like vampires or mm-hmm. what demons or whatever you know like right. it's it turns you into this kind of soulless being right where you all well just I feel like it is like... a metaphor for literally being consuming consumed by the fashion industry oh sure I, that's like the message and it yeah exactly happens mm-hmm. yeah. It's, yeah, basically, if, you, if you're if you willing to, how far are you willing to go? And if you keep going, if you right. want to be successful, like, you just lose yourself entirely. Yeah. You're not. And your soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so this young girl, she's come to L.A. with dreams of being a model. We find out she, she has never parents. Although I'm, I'm wondering, like, if that's just a story she's told everyone and she maybe is, like, a runaway or something. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. Like, that she's... In her mind, they're dead. Right. But that doesn't mean it's the real thing. Cause right. Because I don't think, you know, they, that narrative doesn't make sense to me with this type of story. Right. Like, it makes more sense that she's, um, you know, was dealing with some abuse right. or whatever. Yeah. And is just like, I'm going to go escape to there and right. become a new person. Right. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you just, you see... Um, as she's getting more popular, like the decline of herself because she's giving herself away and just all the weird situations, like I said, that are real in the industry you know, like mm-hmm. being with the creepy photographer makes her strip naked and close the set and, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, which, I mean, it, he doesn't do anything to her, but like in real situations, I'm, that's I mean, he does case. kind of, yeah, he Cover certain pain, yeah. Well, so and but to yeah. him, that's the art of it, right. or whatever. Right. But uh, you know, in reality, like I'm sure things would escalate oh, more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And in the meantime, there are these two other models who've kind of been around for a while. They're considered older, even though they're not. But in the industry, they're considered old. And um, one of them is obsessed with plastic surgery. She thinks that's the way to to keep up with um a standard. And the other one is just cool mm-hmm. and has issues with obvious insecurities about her yeah. her age and her beauty and and stuff like that and they become obsessed with her um what is her name in the movie i can't remember jesse jesse they become obsessed mm-hmm. with jesse yes, yes. <laughs> come on yes, because yes. of her youth and yes they're like vampires they all just want her her youth and a makeup artist has taken up with her as well, very infatuated with her, who's played by Jenna Malone. And I have to mm-hmm. say, she was like the star of this movie. Oh, she's holy! To shit. me, she always steals she a scene really when good. she's in a movie, like yeah. uh, Hunger Games. Like when yeah. she's in it, she's just brilliant. But yeah, yeah, she she's fantastic for sure, um, and definitely. There is a lot uh, in this movie, and she's one example of just kind of saying a lot with the way they look at each other and how they're, whether they're judging each other or whether, like, in her case, she, like, she, whereas some of them are like, I want what you have to be you, like, she's like, I want to be with you, but it's mostly through the way she, like, looks at her and treats her versus everyone else. Right, yeah. There was, like, it was kind of bizarre, like, the whole, so this, where Jesse Stain is at this weird, yucky, rundown motel that's run by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, he's a creep. He sure. is a way different character than <laughs> yeah. he's ever played He even kind of sounds, like, doesn't sound like the typical Keanu No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Biocontius. And he's a total yuck dude who, yeah. basically a rapist. Right. Because at the end, he has broken into the room next to her and is probably yeah, he tries this to young girl. It seems like he's trying to break into her room. She locks the door and then you hear, like, she can hear someone in the next room. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's yeah. weird. But I guess it's just another, it's just showing you another facet of the things that you have to put up with to get where you're going. And there's right. going to be some really 
yucky people you have to come across. Yeah. So as it progresses, basically goes into like they all want to see her right. fail or they I guess they kinda want a piece of her literally. Like right. they're so like when she cuts herself, the one girl's like trying to licks drink her blood. blood. Yeah. yeah. And then afterward, you know, they come at her with knives and then it's implied right. that they chopped her up and ate, ate her. her. Yeah. And then that seems pretty brutal where she gets pushed off into the pool by yeah. Denim alone. Yeah. And it's call back to that first scene, which I love, actually. Oh, yeah, the, the, the very first shot. Yeah, the photo seen. shoot she's doing with her young boyfriend dude or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's all twisted up with the blood coming off her. Right. That was cool. I like the music a lot in this movie. Oh, he's always fantastic with music. And yeah. Drive, like that soundtrack. Oh, I know. So and this good. had a lot of similar... As far as the style goes, a lot of things that reminded me of Drive and yeah. just the, the way scenes would just kind of play out with the sound and the visuals and not as much about the dialogue. Right. Um, very Feels very much like a director who, you know, has more of a theater background and is kind yeah. of saying a lot through the visual metaphors yeah. and things like that. But I like so. to, it's, I mean, I can see how a lot of people wouldn't like this movie and it would be really slow before you get to the end. Cause the end is cray cray. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I have watched this over and over and over because I've enjoyed watching it. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. Oh, for it's, there's, there's scenes that you could just like, you get in a trance cause it's just yeah. so like, the music and the sound, right. like when they're they well, even that the glitter, that or... gold part that mm-hmm. is would normally be messed up. It wasn't mm-hmm. to me. I I'm like fascinated by that too. Just the way that he's like painting her and stuff right. like that. I thought it was cool. Well, and they also this was the first time the director shot a anamorphic, and so that gives you those like lens flares as the light kind of uh, bleeds into the side yeah. of the coming in. Like you see it in. Usually more in sci-fi movies like uh, Star Trek and stuff, but um, right. it works really well in this movie. Yeah. And that scene has a lot of it where, like, the light reflecting off of things and they let the light kind of shine over right. everything, which I think part of that is it, it's also kind of masking them and, like, making them look even more beautiful like right. it's just glowing yeah. and that sort of thing yeah. and hiding the blemishes that might be there or whatever right um but uh yeah visually it's it's pretty Oof. awesome it is and i like how there isn't anyone else in it but these models for the most part even when they're doing their shows mm-hmm. and you know it's a big show but you never see yeah when it, they go to the when they show the fashion show it's all abstract like you see right. them moving across the screen as though it's a yeah. catwalk, but it's not like, yeah, it's you not a literal anyone. fashion yeah. show. You just see flashes. Or even when they're at the party and all you see are the models and the one person that's like in the middle. And you barely even see them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so eventually uh, she is like the new it girl. Everybody wants her. And as a result, the models are extremely jealous and hate her. And the, um, as I was saying, Keanu at one part breaks in and is what from like what you can tell is assaulting the girl next to her so she ends up staying with the makeup artist who also is a makeup artist for the dead <laughs> right yeah, at a mortuary, <laughs> at a mortuary. Right. which is probably i imagine uh in a town like that you actually probably make pretty decent oh, money because yeah, people yeah. are so vain that they yeah. want to look good even when, when they're, they're dead. in a oh, coffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it reminds me of Death so Becomes Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so, yeah. So, she's gone to stay with the makeup artist. And the makeup artist does end up... Trying can, to seduce her. Trying to seduce her. Put the moves on her. And she's told her that she's a virgin. And she clearly isn't any part of it. And she still persists. And she really has to, like, literally... Which she actually does... She says, I've never been with anyone like that. Which still for me doesn't rule out that she's been abused oh absolutely because like she's never had like romantic right sex or anything like that right yeah um but uh also so the scene that i mentioned that is i i guess was uh just kind of ad-libbed on set right so is that her corpse scene yeah so (laughs) her character yeah basically when she gets turned down 
Right. She's heads into the you know, office. And- <laughs> yeah, she kind of locks the door, and then she <laughs> is kind of acting out with the corpse. Right. And then she just keeps going and. Oh, that part is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh basically, she was just in the script. She's just supposed to kiss her, but she, they just let her keep going. Wow. <laughs> well, she was successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she has sex with a corpse, mm-hmm. thinking of Jesse, and has really gone off the deep end, being rejected. It's like been the which one is another thing edge. too is like the corpses look like the models that you right. see too. Like they're yeah. all the same kind of blonde, blonde yeah. you know, like this almost so pale of skin that they right. might, they practically look dead. dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's basically their ideal is to look like a corpse. Like, right. It seems like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after that, then, uh, yeah, there's a moment where Jessie gets herself all dressed up. I'm not really sure why. I think she was just doing it to do it because she was bored and, like, using the makeup artist stuff and got herself all glammed up and is... Standing on the diving board. I think it's just showing more of her vanity. Like right. she, as it goes along, like at first she's kind of shy and, and innocent, and yeah, like pure. like she says, "Oh, they'll love you. They love the deer in headlights look." Yeah. But uh, as it goes along, she's it's like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Like right. she's she even says, like, "I know what I look like," and that everyone wants to look, you know, that they're they cut themselves up and do all these things to look like me and. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to apologize for it kind right. of attitude. Right. And so that's when she kind of, I don't want to say gets what's coming to her, but it's like yeah. the more she kind of goes down that path of right. vanity, then it's just like Sealing allowing them to be like, okay, fine, then yeah, yes. we're just going to consume you. Yeah, so they, yeah, but so the end is this, well, not that, that's not the in-in, but towards the end, it's this crazy scene of them chasing her. Mm-hmm. She gets pushed into an empty pool where her legs are broken out at crazy angles and there's all this blood <laughs> yeah. coming out of her, which is crazy. And then you're led to believe that they've cut her up and ate her and Jenna's taking a bath in her blood. And, <laughs> yeah. Which she's creepy in that scene as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. And then Jenna proceeds to do this weird ritual thing, which I did not get, where she's like her last scene where she's oh, naked yeah. and then all this blood just comes pouring out of her. Sure, and, sure. It was like under the moonlight or whatever because the girl talked about her story about the moonlight with of being a star or something like that. Sure, boy. Sure. So yeah, that whole ending part with her is pretty weird. Yeah, uh, that one was a little tougher to get. Kind of what uh, what that ritual was representing for her right. as far as like because she did seem very blissful. Yeah, she so, seemed like, happy. She. She, like, almost like she did actually uh, absorb her inside herself, that sort of thing. But I don't know. It's kind of bizarre. It is. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, uh, yeah, the kicker, the last, the ending, uh, the models are, the last two, uh, the two models that killed her are getting ready for, well, one of them's getting ready for a photo shoot and the other one's watching and the one that's usually kind of uppity and just a snot seems very disturbed by what they've done yeah. and is actually showing emotion for the first time. And um, after a girl makes a comment about, you know, have you ever, ever had a girl steal a job from <laughs> you? And she's like, yes, what'd you do to her? I ate her. I, yeah, that's where it kind of becomes clear with the dig because they don't yeah. really... Yeah, you didn't, you wouldn't know that before. Yeah, like I assumed at first, like they just like. I thought they were just taking. Killed her. Showering in their blood. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's. uh, I I liked the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) The dead ones, too? (laughs) Well, they were alive in real life. Ooh, I don't know. There's like a part where she's kissing her and the nose is crinkling up all disgusting that it looks like a dead person. It is like disturbing. It's grody, my frody. You just got to use your imagination. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um, they're going to shoot this, uh, the shoot and one of the model, 
one of the models is uh, gagging on something and is having a lot of pain, so she has to leave, and she ends up puking up an eyeball, which is yeah. ridiculous. A whole eyeball. And then she just kind of gone crazy and talking about how she has to get her out of her. So she ha <laughs> conveniently has scissors open on the floor right there that she proceeds to cut herself open with crazy like. Mm. The only thing, so that, that kind of made me wonder, cause you see that same incision on the girl that, uh, oh, Jenna Mon's character yeah. is making love to. Right. <laughs> uh, and I wondered if that was kind of, uh, uh, like it's like this cycle, cycle kind of thing like that that just keeps happening like they, oh yeah they absorb each other and then like the next we're one each we're other. done with this one there and, can be you know, only one yes the highlander <laughs> <laughs> um oh so, yeah. yeah and so then the last model it ends with her eating the eyeball that the girl has puked up mm -hmm. the end <laughs> um so another interesting thing, uh, the, I guess when uh, filming, instead of saying action, he would yell, violence, motherfuckers. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and some other interesting... So uh, I guess because he um, hasn't really uh, directed a lot of uh, female leads. Right. And so she actually... Or he actually... Um, can salted uh fanning like on certain things dialogue was you know she would say things like oh a girl wouldn't say that because he was also involved in the writing and so oh. um just making it more believable as to like what right one girl would say to another in right situation and that sort of thing so um that was i thought was kind of interesting yeah hmm um, yeah, I, well, I like this movie and I know that a lot of people wouldn't because <laughs> I know it is out there in Bazaar, but this is an out there Bazaar that I like. And like I said, it's one that I've watched over and over and it usually means it's something that I'm going to be behind. So <laughs> I liked Neon Demon. Did you? Yeah, I liked the boobs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, it was a good, it was a pretty good movie. It was definitely bizarre and crazy and it slow at parts but when it wasn't slow it was pretty i crazy yeah i didn't cool. mind any of the pacing i think because the visuals and yeah the music yeah for me you know it's and i think that would uh is one of those things too that it'd vary for different people if yeah. like they're if they don't really care and they just want the story to move along then it's going to be It slow. might be too slow moving yeah. for them. Because like, plot-wise, I mean, it's pretty... I want to say it's straightforward because there's a lot of abstract stuff going on. But right. um, it's not like a super dialogue-heavy... Oh, no, not at all. You know, it's... Which is the same with Drive. Like, But right. Drive... Whereas Drive was more uh, your typical, like, gunslinger... Like, kind of the modern version of, like, right. the man with no name comes and saves the damsel. Right. Kind of story. He hasn't seen it. I'm like, you have to see it. Oh, oh yeah. that That's when I would say... Yeah. I'd almost say if you haven't seen that, to see that first. Yeah. Because that's a better... That's a good primer for yeah. this director and yeah. a much easier film to just kind of get into as far as um, the style and everything. It's, it's very... Uh, 80s and and both the music and just like it it reminded me of like a William Friedkin movie and stuff like that mm -hmm. um but uh I would say that might be a little easier to start with and then if that doesn't fit for you then maybe this this yeah, one's probably you might as well avoid it because yeah. <laughs> it's even more abstract yeah but uh I would say if you like drive might be worth checking this one out, even yeah. though it's not quite so easy to get into. But right. um, I would start there probably. It's with certain directors, I think you kind of have to watch their movies yeah. in a certain order because it you see kind of how they progress, right. and it's I think it's worth doing it that way, even they though they may not be sequels of any kind, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that wraps things up for us. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
Well, thanks, you thanks, guys, Sean. for having me on and yeah. giving me a reason to watch a few movies. Yeah. Sorry for Absolutely. torturing you. I swear you get all, like, the craziest The weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I think it's good, though, to, like, because you Should probably wouldn't have watched them normally. So yeah, totally. You might as well have <laughs> yeah. someone saying, well, okay, like... Absolutely. We're going to test you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See what oh your limits gosh. are. Oh, yeah. I've gotten a few uh, wild pitches from Miranda's video hopper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well. Right. Well, uh, next time I think we're probably going to check out Magnificent Seven. Yep. Um, I'm a little skeptical on that one, but we'll see. Just because I do love both... The original and the real original, Seven mm-hmm. Samurai. Um, but I'm curious. I like the cast, but that could be hit yeah, or miss. You know, be. like, when it's done right, like, for me, True Grit. Oh, yeah. Amazing remake. Yeah. Uh, you know, fantastic casting, writing, everything. Mm-hmm. But um, it does get a little old seeing so many remakes nowadays. Yeah. So, um you know, it'll be interesting to see with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we already talked about Ghostbusters before, yeah. so we'll see how this one fares. Um, and Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. That, yeah. I have already seen that, yep. so. And then uh, one about. probably still to be determined because we don't. It's good to keep one as yet. a surprise. Yeah. You know. Never know what kind of Swiss Army Man stuffings we might throw your way. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, well. Thanks for joining us, and as always, check out rallyshoplocal.com, and we will see you next time. Bye.